Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report dated November 20th, 2020. I'm Phil Adler and I'm speaking with Confluence Investment Management Chief Market Strategist Bill O'Grady. Today, we look at the recent performance of the 10-year Treasury note, what this means for interest rates and the possible impact on investments. Bill, the 10-year yield is closely watched for clues regarding investor sentiment and for the uh, impact on mortgage rates, and the 10-year yield has been rising. Where do we stand now in terms of yield, and what does this tell us about investor sentiment? Well, yields remain historically low, around 0.9% or 90 basis points. However, the overall low was set in early August, around 52 basis points, so this rise has been material. In some respects, the rise in yields is also good news. The 10-year T-note is considered one of the areas investors flee to during periods of stress, and so rising yields reflects improving sentiment. Then does the rise in the 10-year yield suggest that investors are increasingly choosing stocks over fixed income at this time? To some extent, yes, or at least they are shunning treasuries in search of higher returns. So a key question is how far do we have to go in terms of rising yield? What does your research suggest? We try to determine the fair value for the 10-year T-note yield with a model that uses a series of variables that includes Fed funds, inflation, the yen, oil prices, German bond yields, and the fiscal deficit. Most of the behavior of yields can be captured with Fed funds and the inflation variable. We would like to mention that in terms of inflation, we use the 15-year average of the yearly change in CPI. This is based on Milton Friedman's observation that investors tend to assume inflation is what they have experienced in their lifetimes. We assume 15 years is a reasonable period. This number becomes our proxy for inflation expectations. The current fair value from the model is 1.39%, which would suggest that rates have more to go to the upside, although we anticipate that a rise to about one and a quarter percent is probably about as high as rates will go in the short term. The pandemic stimulus that Congress provided to stoke the economy this year seems to have pretty much run out. Does the behavior of the 10-year note suggest that the market is anticipating and to some extent baking in another stimulus package? Perhaps, although it is more likely due to expectations that the economy will continue to improve. In addition, some of the lift in yields may be tied to the election. As we noted last week, there were fears of uncertain outcome for the election, and that may have led to some buying of treasuries. As those fears dissipate, it would make sense for yields to rise. We mentioned that the yield on the 10-year note can be seen as a proxy for mortgage rates. How close is this relationship? In general, mortgage rates tend to key off the 10-year treasury note. History shows that the spread between mortgage rates and 10-year T-notes outside of recessions and periods of stress tend to range between 1.5 to 2%. We're currently around 2%, so the spread is elevated. Should we expect mortgage rates to go up? Probably, although the rise will likely be less than the rise in treasuries as the spread between the two is likely to narrow. Now, has the Federal Reserve Bill hinted at possible actions to keep rates from going too high? Yes, there are two hints. 
First, Chair Powell has emphasized that the Fed is committed to narrowing income gaps. He has even moved to end a four-decade policy of preemption. This policy was designed to keep inflation expectations under control by tightening monetary policy before the economy reached full employment. Instead, the Fed will now wait for inflation to actually rise sufficiently to warrant action. Second, inflation targeting is now different. The Fed is focusing more on the average level of inflation over a business cycle. The Fed seemed to use the 2% inflation target as a ceiling. Now, it is using it more as a long-term guide. Do you see the Fed taking any unprecedented action to keep rates in check? The central banks of Japan and Australia have engaged in a policy known as yield curve control. This means that they set the level on longer-term interest rate and engage in market operations to fix that rate. Although nearly all central banks do this for short-term rates, it's been years since it was done for long-term rates. The Fed engaged in yield curve control during the Second World War. It fixed the interest rates across the entire yield curve to provide stable borrowing costs to the Treasury. The fact that some members of the FOMC are considering this now would not only supercharge monetary policy, but it would increase the impact of fiscal policy as well. Has the Fed basically acknowledged the large role that low interest rates play in in keeping the economy afloat? Yes, although it's more to it than just that. It is also engaged in suppressing financial market volatility to reduce the chances of financial stress. All this is encouraging investors to take more risk. Let's focus on on bank stocks. How about the impact of low interest rates on financial stocks? Of course, the banks benefit from higher spreads between the rate at which they acquire funds and the rate at which they lend that money out. Generally speaking... Low rates and a flat yield curve reduce banking margins. Not everyone is a winner from what the Fed is proposing. Has the Fed hinted at a breakpoint in the 10-year note yield above which it may take action? It has not, although we suspect that 1.25% is probably the limit it would tolerate. Look for jawboning first and then actual actions if that fails to work. And how should investors react to this recent rise in yields? Fixed income investors face two decisions on risk, duration and credit. The current policy disfavors duration risk and favors credit risk. And finally, before we go, Phil, I wanted to let listeners know that the next podcast and chart book will come out on December 11th. There will be an asset allocation report on December 4th, but due to the logistics around the holiday, there'll be no podcast for that week. We at Confluence want to wish all our listeners a peaceful and safe Thanksgiving. Thank you, Bill. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Amber.